A world existing in one man's mind, but the people aren't necessarily one of a kind. With lands and beings of different shapes and sizes, you can go anywhere, and it'll be full of surprises. Welcome to Tales from Somnia, written by Kane Casillas. Credits to Pixabay for all of the music in this episode, and Freesound for all of the sound effects in this episode. Headphones are advised. And now, sit back and relax as you listen to one of the many tales from Somnium. Episode 10, The Night of Blue Snow. In the forest of the core, blue snow began to fall. There was no explanation as to how or why, but when you're as beautiful as blue snow, you don't need an explanation. You just have to be able to enjoy the sight of blue snow falling on the delicate pine leaves and marvel at the fact that you just so happen to be in the same place at the same time the blue snow is. Yet as the blue snow fell in the forest of the core, Jinx Hattie didn't care. All of her focus was on the man she had in an armbar, Jasper Strafe, the supposed murderer who was the centerpiece of a case that ruined Jinx's career as a detective. She had questions, and not about the blue snow. Pat Movarian. What? Pat Movarian. I don't know who that is. Stop lying. You know the name Pat Movarian. I'm telling you, I don't know anything. All right, Laurel Duffer, remember her? I've never heard that name in my life. Stop lying now. You murdered her, you hear me. Her and Pat, you ruined their lives. She pulled on his arm even more, and even pressed on his shoulder blade to make him feel as much pain as possible. A panicked Jasper tried to repeatedly tap out. Stop. Please. Stop. Just give me a chance to explain myself. Jinx looked in his blue eyes and saw panic. Despite her wanting to see the face of the man who ruined her partner and the cold-blooded stare of a killer, all she saw was a scared little boy. She let him go. Talk. Uh, okay. So, for one, I have killed people. Yep, that's enough for me. No, 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 wait, wait. There's more. Yeah, you told me. You think you're possessed. Can I explain? Fine. I'm not from this Minosia place or whatever. Minosia. Whatever. I'm not from there. Never even heard of that place. I'm from Cordinoli, and I was staying at Cordinoli Cabin. A bunch of people died, and I only found out that it was my alter ego, or parasite or whatever it is, after I murdered my childhood friend. Really? Because last I checked, you're Jasper Strafe. You're from Minosia, you murdered an innocent woman, and framed my partner for it, and now he's blind. I've never heard of anything you just said. Fine, then. If you're telling the truth, prove it. Demonize! Jasper charged at Jinx, grabbed her by the throat, and slammed her to the ground. His eyes went completely black. Do not ever touch this body again. You take one arm, I take your head. Do you understand? Jinx swung her legs over Jasper and elbowed him in the back of the head before putting him back in an armbar. Do not ever touch me again. I will make sure that all the pain you've brought upon every person you've killed will come back to haunt you in this life and hurt you tenfold in the next. Do you understand? Bye-bye, demon! Jasper turned over, his eyes reverting back to his normal blue. Now do you believe me? I'm starting to, I think. 
Can you maybe think without injuring me? Long as your alter ego there doesn't threaten to injure me. I wish I could promise that. I don't exactly have control over him. Him? It... whatever. Point is, if I had control over it, I wouldn't have murdered 12 people. 13. I'm telling you, I've never met a Laurel Duffer in my life. Never even heard of my Noga. My Noga's the name of the world. No, that's Cordinoli. Hey, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you'd stop lying now. I'm telling you, lady, I'm not from my Noga. Jinx punched Jasper in the face, sending him sprawling to the floor. Just as she was about to go in for more, a voice interrupted them. Hey, you stop. Stop. Stop that. Let, let him go. I'll fight you! Ow! Jinx punched the boy in the face, sending him to the ground next to Jasper. The boy had long hair, pointy ears, a sword, and a bow with no arrows strapped to his side. The blue snow created a thin line around his head. That was a weak punch. I held back. You're clearly already injured. Didn't feel the need to knock you out. Oh, then, uh, thank you, kind miss. What happened to you? My ribs were broken by a four-armed asshole. No, I mean your ears. You got some sort of disease or something? This again, I... I don't get why it's so shocking nowadays. Yes, I'm an elf. We only live on the other side of the river. You're an elf? And you're a human. How... how... how did you two survive the flood? The what? The flood. Yes, because saying it twice made it so much clearer. The Flood! The massive tidal wave that destroyed Yaldoro during the Battle of Zamoria! The only Flood! Yaldoro? Zamoria? Minosia? Floods and murders and elves? What next, a ghost? You're already possessed. That's true. You're possessed? Man, if Yaldoro wasn't a wasteland, I'd totally take you to a man of the witch's hut. She could have taken care of that in less than half a monic cycle. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm learning three different languages at once. Who are you? Oaken Torbal of Fallenheim, at your service. Once I heal up, at least. Hi, Oaken. I'm Jasper. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, enough. On three, say where you're from. One, two, my nose. Yaltero. Okay, now state where you guys think we are. One, two, Minosian Perimeter. Cordinoli Woods. The Red Forest of Yaldoro. Alright, now for why we're here, I'll start. I was accused of being an accomplice of a murder Jasper Strafe committed, and I'm looking for a way to clear myself and my partner. I, I'm possessed. I've murdered twelve... Thirteen. Twelve people. I have no clue what Jinx is talking about. I'm Oaken. I- I'm a warrior in training, and I recently saw the extinction of Yaldoro at the hands of Queen Siru, after Emperor Cathrax murdered every single one of my friends. Yikes. So, what does this mean? What are we all doing here? And how is it we all think we're from different places? M- maybe we are. Yeah, okay, maybe we are. Look, the way I see it, two of us are wrong here. Okay, you're one of them. What? Why me? You're possessed. Not all there in the head. I think Token was onto something earlier. Oaken. Whatever. Point is, maybe we're all right. So what? There are multiple worlds? 
I mean, maybe. You're possessed, and he's an elf. I'm not ruling out anything at this rate. The sky darkened as a cloud passed over the moon. The blue snow continued to fall from the sky. It's late. We should sleep. I'll take watch. Take watch? This forest is clearly not normal. The snow is blue, and we all think these are completely different locations. A watch will be good. Go to sleep. Fine. Good night. As Jasper fell asleep, Oaken approached Jinx. Hey, Jinx, you, you can sleep. I'll, I'll take watch. No, no. You need to rest and recover. But I can help. I, I want to help. Let me help, please. I get it. Survivor's guilt. You're not the only one with it. But you're in no condition to ward off whatever monsters may be out here. I'm the only one here with something that isn't broken. It's okay. Get some rest. But I can help. When you're stronger, you can. For now, sleep. Oaken dipped his head sat against the tree next to Jasper and fell asleep, leaving Jinx awake on her own when something appeared, a floating gray blob with a face. Hello, Jinx, Hattie. What the hell are you? I am Persamuel, and I am harmless. The forest of the core is completely safe. There are no threats here. You may sleep. How do I know you're not a threat? I have no hands. Fair enough. Sleep, Miss Hattie. Sleep! Yeah, that sounds like... a good idea. Take pity on the poor souls, Dax and Jinx. For while they have reason, no one else thinks. And because of this, their lives are blur. So let's see what trouble we can stir. Jinx fell asleep and dreamed of a man with brown eyes and hair. She saw his silhouette and immediately thought of one person. Pat? The man turned around, and much to Jinx's dismay, it was not her partner who faced her. This man had a jetpack strapped to his back and a pistol at his side. He looked dirty, as if he, like Jinx, was on the run. Who's Pat? Oh, I... I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. Well, at least you have a someone else to relate people to. You the last of your kind? <laughs> Are you the last of your kind? Dude, we're both humans. What the heck kind of crack drug things are you on? Uh, sorry, it's been enough past couple of days for me. Alright, past couple of weeks. Didn't mean to lash out. Name's Dax Corbin. Hmm. First time today I've met a guy and haven't hit him. Jinx Hattie. Why'd you hit people? That's a long story. Well, this is my dream, so I pretty much control time here. Hit me with your long story. What? This is my dream. No, this is my dream. Mine. 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 Jeez, jeez, alright. It's yours then. <clears throat> totally not. Just tell me your damn story. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Lady, a bunch of spaceships the size of asteroids basically teleported into random space with no logical explanation and killed all of my friends. And then there was an interdimensional supervillain queen witch thing. Whatever you have, I think I can take it. I don't owe you an explanation. <laughs> wow. What? Nothing. It's nothing. It's just, I think you're the first woman I've ever met that I'm not attracted to. Excuse me? I, I mean, you're, you're hot and all, but man, you're stubborn. And not in like a cute way, more of like an annoying way. Enough. I will not tolerate your insults and pompous personality anymore. I should have killed you when I had the chance. Look, I'm sure you can handle yourself, but I'm also pretty sure that I beat you in a fight. And it's not because I'm sexist, 
But because I'm naturally better than everyone. I'm half man, half amazing, 100% badass. I destroyed your home. Oh, what'd you say? I sent those light cruisers to destroy the runaway. I killed your friends and left you alive so you could watch and suffer. No. It's over. That, that wasn't me. You, you just said it was you. No, that wasn't me. Something wasn't right. Something took over. Someone. You just said it was you. It, it was a man. A man took control of me. I, I had no say in what to say. Oh, the guy who made the black hole. It wasn't me, okay? I promise you it wasn't me. Time to wake up, Jinx! It wasn't me. For Oaken Turbo, Nanaidisdal, this same trauma applies to Zero. Their nightmares are merged on the night of blue snow. There's no rest for the survivors of Yaldero. That night, as they fell asleep in two different worlds, Oaken and Cyril shared a dream. They were shrouded in mist until they landed in a place that traumatized them. Zamoria, the battle that resulted in the destruction of Yaldero. They looked around at the piles of ash and fallen creatures. Oaken brushed the dirt in the very spot his best friend Ferreret had sacrificed himself for Oaken. Cyril wandered through the imaginary village, taking in all the damage she had caused with her tidal wave. They locked eyes. When they did, Cyril saw a survivor of the chaos that had occurred when Cathrex arrived at Yaldero. A hope. Oaken saw the woman who destroyed his home. Enough. He charged at Cyril and threw a punch, only for his hand to pass through her body. Rest, brave elf. Save your strength. This is nothing but an illusion our minds have made. The Faceless One has crossed our paths. Shut up! He got in her face. Do you remember me? Have we met before? Think! I- Look at me! You're not from Zamoria. No, but I was there when you did this. Think back, though, Fallenhein. You were the little elf boy. You murdered my mother right in front of me. Yes, I remember. Do you remember what you did after that? Huh? You smiled, you filthy tyrant. You smiled like an entitled brat, as if it was all a game. You enjoyed it. I did. I I remember. <laughs> I did smile. And I did enjoy it. Oaken threw another punch, only to pass through her body once again. You're a monster! You destroyed our world! Cathrax destroyed our world, not me! Cathrax didn't flood Yaldero! No, he was burning it to the ground! You took everyone from me! You're not the only one who's alone! You're not the only one who's lost people. Oh, don't give me that pitiful crap! You did this to us! You unleashed a monster on our world and you couldn't control it! And everyone died because of you! And where were you to stop it? You were at Zamoria. I see your bow, I see your sword, all this weaponry, all this anger. And what did you do? You ran. I survived! You ran! You did nothing to stop Cathrax. Or me. You're a coward. You're a hypocrite! I am a warrior. I fight my battles. I lead armies. 
I kill my enemies. That's all I was doing this whole time. And you were still bested by an outsider. Admit it, Cyril. The loss of this world is on you. Nowhere is safe for Jasper Strafe. For while he's on the run, he's always dreaming of blood. When Jasper fell asleep, he found himself on a spaceship full of four armed aliens. In the middle was the tallest one, wearing full battle armor and twirling an arrow in his fingers. Cathrax! 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 The tall alien, who Jasper assumed was Cathrax, turned around and put his hands up to silence the crowd. Then he spoke. We have taken two worlds. Dax Corbin has fallen. Sea Rule has fallen. Ramirez is missing. And that boy over there... Wait a minute. Boy, reveal yourself. There was a long silence until Jasper realized what was happening. Oh, me? Yes, you. How did you get here? I... I... Hi. Bring him here. Jasper was shoved towards Cathrax, who was slightly taller than him. Between the height difference, the extra two arms, and the battle armor, Jasper was grateful that this was just a dream. <sighs> ah, very good. Another killer. What? I'm, I'm not a killer. Do not lie to me, boy. Or yourself. I can smell the blood on you. You've killed. I didn't kill anyone. Except for my twelve most recent victims. Ah, so a murderer. Not as impressive as being a warrior. No, I didn't do anything. Except what had to be done. Will you shut up? How dare you speak to me that way? No, not you, him. Who? Me. Boy, I do not know who or what you're speaking to. But you have done the deed. You have taken a life. Several lives. Even better. Their blood is now in yours. Their lives always a part of you. Use that life force. Use it to strengthen you. I am not a killer. I have conquered worlds and slain millions of beings. Thousands of species have fallen to me. I have seen warriors. I have seen assassins. And I have seen your kind, boy. Killers. The ones who want nothing more than blood. That's not me. That sounds... amazing. Jasper felt his soul get shoved into his brain, consequently removing all control he had over his body. His alter ego took over. What if I killed you? There was an audible gasp amongst Cathrax's followers as Cathrax narrowed his yellow eyes. What are you doing? Not even the most skilled, cunning, or powerful warriors across two universes can defeat me, boy. You have no chance. Prove it then. No, how about you don't antagonize the alien warlord? The spaceship began to rumble as everything in it, Jasper included, began to float. Cathrax was levitating everything. Is that a challenge, human? No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Stop! Meet me on Jarlock.
We shall fight there. I have never heard of this Jarlocks you speak of. If you're so amazing, you'll figure it out. I am that amazing. I am Cathrax, Emperor of the Flagipping Corpse. And I am the last thing you'll see before you die. That's not very nice, is it? Time to wake up, Jasper! Very well. I look forward to our meeting, human. As do I. I don't... Give me my body back, stop this! Stop! Jasper woke up, panting heavily. He looked over to find Oaken flat on his back, his eyes wide as the blue snow landed on his nose. I take it you didn't sleep well either? I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm up. I'm up. Oh man, you guys too? Doesn't look like any of us are going to have a restful night. What did you guys dream about? I, I said I don't want to talk about it. Alright. Sorry, I'm just... I, I really miss my friends. Poor Oaken. Lost and alone. No one but strangers to guide him. Persevio floated down to be roughly eye-level with all three of our heroes. You. Did you make us have those dreams? Yes! And no. Great. That really clarifies things. Your sarcasm is not appreciated, Jasper Strafe. How do you know my name? I know all your names. This is my domain, of course. This? This forest? What's it called? This is the Forest of the Core, my home. This isn't Minosia? It's not Cordinola. I, I thought it was Yaldoro. It is both all and none of these things. Look, I, I come from a world of prophets and fortune tellers and wizards, but none of them were ever this confusing. It was always kill this or get me this cure or sleep with this person, not, not whatever this is. The faceless one is awaiting your arrival. Persevio began to glow and ascend into the sky, but Jinx, Jasper, and Oaken had nothing but questions. Wait, wait, wait hold, stop. Hold stop! Wait, no. stop, stop! What? I'm just doing what I'm told to do! We have questions. A lot of questions. Literally nothing makes sense. In time it will. Now I will ominously flood into the sky and do my job. Persevio glowed a bright white and attracted all the blue snow throughout the forest. They swirled together into a spiral and lowered to the ground. The snowflakes began to blur together, creating a blue vortex. Please, enter! Are you on the other side? Yes! Is, is it safe? Yes! Can we talk about this first? No! The vortex turned into a black hole and sucked Jinx, Jasper, and Oaken into it. I don't like this! Where are we going? What the heck? The black hole spat our three heroes onto a wooden surface. They looked around to find drawings on walls, a spaceship in the corner of the room with the words The Starfinder on it, and a man sitting near the wooden surface they were standing on. Persevio was nowhere to be found. Jinx, Oaken, and Jasper studied the man, who seemed to be typing on a typewriter. He wore a beige suit, contrasting his spiky hair. When they looked at his face, there was nothing visible besides a mouth, and when he smiled, all that was seen were incredibly sharp teeth. And while Jinx was the detective of the bunch, 
all three of them were able to conclude that this man was the faceless one that Perseviel had mentioned earlier. They were unaware, however, that they were in the core of Somnium. They were also unaware of the pink outline surrounding their bodies. They were unaware of the fact that they had been shrunk down to miniature size and were standing on a desk. They were unaware that unlike Blue Snow, all of their questions would be explained. Most importantly, they were unaware of who they had been brought to, for Perseviel had brought them. Hey, who are you talking to? Perseviel had brought them to me. This concludes today's episode of Tales from Somnium, starring Gracie Merez as Jinx Hattie, Manticore as Jasper Strafe, Keon as Oaken Torval, and True as Perseviel, with Leo Gillad as Dax Corbin, Spirit Nova as Cyril, Robbie Johnson as Cathrax, and Kane Casillas, yours truly, once again playing the role of the narrator. What the hell just happened in this episode? If you've got questions, I've got your answers, so be sure to stick around because in just one week, you will be hearing the season finale of Tales from Zombie.